Two Humorous Nurses would like to acknowledge the traditional owners of the land on which we record the podcast, the Yorty Ordination. We pay our respects to the Elders past and present and extend that respect to other Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islanders who are listening today. Always was, always will be. This episode is brought to you by Nursely, Comfy AF Compression Socks. Take the time to take care of yourself and your patients one pair of socks at a time. Head to www.nurslystore.com to check out the fun range. Two Humorous Nurses with Kelly and Alicia. The podcast that would like Mercury to leave retrograde. Welcome to Two Humorous Nurses, where we plan to bring you funny, informal, conversational chat about all things nursing. So it's been a little while between mental health episodes and this shit show does not seem to be slowing down. So we thought we'd better bring back our favourite inspirational nurse to fix us all and give us some practical tips along the way. You might know her as the breakthrough nurse, but Hannah, welcome. Thank you for having me. Oh my gosh, you guys are making me laugh already. (laughs) Thanks for having me back. When I read that line about Mercury and retrograde, I can't even speak. It God, that made me laugh. Bloody <laughs> <laughs> good. Gonna blame it all on that. <laughs> so we're approaching two and a half years into the pandemic. I could not believe that when I wrote that down. No. Um, but it seems like we're at the beginning all over again, except now we have less staff <laughs> somehow along the way. We've lost our half our workforce, it feels like. <laughs> Hannah, you know what it's like. We're still wearing full PE in places. It's COVID wards, nursing homes are outbreaking left, right, and centre. I feel like we're experiencing so much more pressure than we like. We've never experienced on this scale in the past, but I feel like more pressure to work more. I don't know. I feel that, and I feel like mm. the constant text messages berating people to come to work is like <laughs> it just it's. It's stressful. Yeah, it's been a wild few years. Um, have you got any tips? Like we want it. basically we feel like everybody needs a reboot. I feel like everyone's yeah. fucked. Everyone's <laughs> just have it. And um, yeah. we just, we need your expertise and um, we need some practical tips to how we can set boundaries so we don't burn out and how better to deal with that pressure. Mm, absolutely. And it is really easy to look around and see the staffing levels, how stressed everyone is and really feel that moral duty to take on overtime and to want to help and, and try and fix because that's, you know, our identity as nurses. We want to help, we want to fix, but, you know, there's only so much of that we can do. And so really I want to remind you that before you do say yes to overtime to just check in with yourself because when we say yes to things in our body and our mind and you know all parts of us don't really want to we feel that we should then that's when we start to build up that resentment and we don't necessarily um, have the best time and that builds up over time so before you say yes I want you to just stop and take a breath, check in with your body. And do you really want to take on that overtime? You know, do you have the mental, emotional, physical capacity right now to take on that overtime? If the answer is no, then I want to give you permission to 
say no because in the end it is you who suffers. So this might trigger some people because it's going against that identity as a nurse. But I know from working with so many nurse clients that the guilt that comes from setting that boundary and saying no is real and you feel as though you should do like the right thing. And I'm saying that in air quotes, obviously can't see my hands, but (laughs) I know that pressure is real, but I just want to say again, that you can say no. And when people feel really guilty or it feels really hard to say no, it almost always comes down to like underlying subconscious patterns beneath the surface, which are playing out and are behind the reasons that you don't feel you can have or express boundaries around this. If you say yes, when you really mean no, it does create that resentment in your body. And that is another contributing factor that leads to burnout. So a little boundary formula adding into what I shared before is really checking in with yourself and your body. If it's a no from you, then stating that boundary and knowing that it's okay to do that. And it can be as simple as, you know, that won't work for me. And I I hope you find someone or I can't take that shift. I have other commitments or something along those lines. And people often hear the word boundary and they think, oh, I'm going to be being rude or, you know, I'm going to, um, it's going to be hard for me to say this, but boundaries are a part of who you are and and they can sound and feel like you because they're an extension of you. So again, like checking in and if you have that guilt or shame come up, then after asserting a boundary, then there's that deeper unconscious pattern that's coming through. But at the end of the day, I just want to remind you that just like when you sit on the plane and they do the whole run through and they tell you about the oxygen mask, like you cannot put everyone else's oxygen mask on first and yours last, because by the time you get to you, you will have passed out. It's the exact same (laughs) thing here. You deserve to feel good and to have a life outside of work. And it's time to really sit and assess and see where you need to put stronger boundaries in place and feel okay to do that. I did, I was reading a thread the other day that said, Um, as a whole you know nurses plugging up and helping with overtime yes it's great in the moment but systemically it's not fixing Mm. the issue and this issue goes beyond you and you know you are amazing for wanting to help but it's bigger than what you can do as one person and there needs to be um, other things that come into place to help it's not our job to fix it either yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I feel like Kelly might have really needed to hear that today. <laughs> I was like, no, no way. <laughs> yeah. And I think also I, like we're allowed, like no is a complete sentence. Mm. So if if you're asked and you're wanting to say no, you're allowed to just say no. And, and I you think don't have to give it comes into like when you call in sick as well. And sometimes you just think like I really, I know that we're already short or the texts already come out for the morning. You think there's no way I can go to work today. Like I'm crook. Isn't it the best feeling when you ring in and you say, I'm sick and I can't come in. And whoever you're talking to goes, no worries, you take care. Yeah. And then that's the end of the conversation. Yeah. Like I, I like made that a priority because I remember calling in sick as a grad and just getting the guilt. Like why? We're already short. You can come in for a few hours and then maybe you can go home early. Like that, you know, that's bullshit and we shouldn't be doing that to each other. Yeah. Like I just feel like that all just really resonated with me because, and and what you're saying is right. Like it's not one person can't fix these issues in one shift. Like 
it's great if that is an outlier, but at the moment that's happening every single day. And all that's happening is people are getting burnt out and then they're getting pressured to take their leave, but then they take their leave and everybody else is getting burnt out. So it's like cyclical. Or they get called back from their leave or they're, you know, like you hear of, (laughs) um, I don't know if this is happening in nursing, but um, you hear teachers are being recalled from maternity leave and saying, can you come back? One mum was like, I only had a baby four weeks ago. <laughs> Why would I? Wow. Like I can't go back oh because gosh. the teacher crisis is is huge. And I'm sure that's happening in nursing too. I mean, I just don't know uh, of anybody. But, yeah, it's crazy. And it is a lot. And the boundary setting is hard to do, I think. Because as- we're not people that put ourselves first. That's no. why we do this job. <laughs> Yeah, and then if you're exactly. a mum, it's like you're you're the bottom of the rung, mate. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So I can see that now's the time that we really do have to start looking after ourselves. And then maybe then they might close a few beds to ease things up. Or they might, you know, there's gotta be there's gotta be other ways to cope than just work, 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 work. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um Hannah, have you got any suggestions about the way that people can say no like are there you know obviously some there's a lot of people out there that don't like confrontation and um, if you're into personalities a lot of nurses are doves and they're pleasers and they don't like conflict they don't like upsetting people so they'll you know put themselves last have you got any um, strategies or things that people can say and do to help them say no yeah absolutely I think it comes back to being self-aware and knowing how you like to say things. And if you are that person who is worried about how people receive things or, you know, you're generally like a soft-spoken person, then say no in your way. It doesn't have to be like a hard no, um, as another personality type might say. It could just be like... You know, that'd be me. that's a hard no. Yeah, <laughs> that, that's not a new problem. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So just saying, you know, as much as I'd love to help out, I have other commitments, and I really can't today. Like, I really hope you find someone else, or, um, like, yeah, I've got I've got other things on, or I'm not available at this time. Um, I can't do any more. You know, just expressing in the ways that you want to express in relation to how you normally share and speak. And um, I think as well, like if you feel scared to even speak up in your own way, then um, just working on that and knowing that each time you do, it's going to get easier and easier and easier. And you've also got to develop that skill because that's going to really serve you throughout your career anyway, being able to share your needs and you know share your boundaries and what you do and don't want will really serve you long term absolutely uh what can you do on your days off to make sure that you're actually getting the downtime so that you're not worried about work or worried about the fact you didn't take that extra shift Mm, I love this question so not all self-care is created equal and I feel like self-care is a term that's been thrown around a lot lately and this is why I like talking about the concept of deep self-care so you want to really tend to and nourish your nervous system because it's extremely activated while you're at work. You're constantly on the go, you know, you're um, putting out fires, problem solving all the time. And so you're doing that under a lot of pressure and the nervous system actually gets into fight or flight and survival mode. And while that's great for you being able to do your job and respond quickly, 
we need to counteract that even more so when we get home. So the things that you can do to really nurture your nervous system and really allow you to release any built-up emotion, tension and energy so you can create that internal space within yourself to feel calm and peaceful and present in your life. I'm going to list off a few of my favourite things. There Are Are you going to say journaling? It it may or may not be on the list, Kelly. (laughs) I have a love-hate relationship with that. (laughs) I know. (laughs) You've been on a journey with journaling. (laughs) Yeah. So the first one I'm going to say is breath work. And this is really incredible emotional release and nervous system release and reset. And if you do this consistently or, you know, after your shift, it's really just going to allow you to get back into your body, remind your body that, hey, it's okay to rest. It's okay to slow down now. It's okay to stop because although you may be out of your work environment, your nervous system will still be go, 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 go. And that's why we can feel like when we get home, our mind is so busy and we're like, oh my God, did I do that? Did I do that? Did I do that? Should have said yes to that shift, blah, 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 blah. So breathwork's really incredible. Lots of free resources on YouTube. The next one I'm going to say is tapping. And this is like acupuncture without the needles, but this essentially is working with your nervous system and using your tonality, your voice to really reaffirm things that you want and speak things out that you don't want as well. Um, Putting your feet on the earth really recalibrates your nervous system. So if you can just get outside on your front lawn, stick your feet on the earth and just take in some deep breaths of the fresh air, it sounds so simple and even silly, but it actually really works on the unconscious so levels. Easy. It I does. Like I go outside now and put my feet in the <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, so that's amazing. And then getting some sunshine on your skin, that actually activates so many good responses in your body journaling kelly (laughs) so getting out what's in your head is really great if you are the kind of person who likes prompts and likes to be prompted there's so many that you can use to just debrief with yourself if you don't have that person to debrief with or you haven't done it at work and then like yin yoga like gentle beautiful yoga that's going to really nourish your physical body and calm the mind The other thing I will say is doing things that allow you to be present so you forget about work dramas or you forget to even check your phone, like you don't even realise those texts for uh, extra help are coming in. So something fun that you love, and this will be so individual to everyone, but examples like hiking out in nature with someone that you vibe with and having a passion project, like whatever that is for you and I also want to say that I think it's really important to honor your energy so sometimes you just need a day off to yourself to watch Netflix in bed and that's okay sometimes you just want to have like a slow morning and enjoy your coffee while you potter around your house whatever it is that you're needing in the moment just honoring that because when you check in with yourself you know the more that you do that the more you'll really understand what you need and you'll be able to honor that it's okay to do nothing. I think the one of the many patterns that I see in nurse clients is that they really have trouble slowing down. And it's this underlying belief that rest is not productive. And 
In fact, it is and it's necessary. So I just want to give you a huge permission slip to rest and just do nothing because you're allowed, you're already worthy. Love that. Do you know how hard I find? I find rest so hard, especially when it's like forced rest, not forced rest, but like if I'm like, okay, I'm going to rest, I'll sit there and I won't get comfortable and I'll be like, fuck, I'll get that washing out. And I'll go and get the washing out and then I'll sit back down and I'll think, I might as well fold it if I'm sitting here. And then I'll fold it. And then, oh, I might as well put another load on. Like it literally just the list keep going because you think, like you do, you you feel like resting is a waste of time. And I hate anything that's like inefficient. So it's like, <laughs> well, I need to be efficient. I need to be like using my time wisely. It's hard. It's so hard to like turn that brain off and, and actually relax. Relaxing is hard. Yeah, and it can <laughs> I be. I'd say this with. <laughs> so hard, right? Because we've been programmed and conditioned that we've got to be like striving and hustling and going after what we want, like since we were younger. And so then you step into the nursing world and you are like, go, 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 go all the time. Mm. So it's like reconditioning yourself and, you know, using some of those tools that I mentioned earlier will help to like calm your mind down. But also you can have conversations with yourself and just remind yourself that it's okay to rest because often what happens like your physical body does need rest and then we get to a point where we've got so much pent-up energy tension our mind's been going for so long that we end up feeling like overly emotional or we get unwell or something happens to kind of break that cycle and Mm. then we're forced and then it starts again so you can actually like shift and change things in the middle of that cycle so you feel better in your life it just does take a little bit of energy and intention and work for sure I love that I feel that on every level of my being I got a massage today and he was like because I've my no this wasn't a good kind of massage (laughs) because my knee has like swelled up out of nowhere and there's actually nothing wrong with it it's just really stiff from being swollen and um I was like oh before I got pregnant I was like exercising all the time and really preparing not all the time but like really preparing myself like physically and mentally for being pregnant and for the birth and then and then he was like so so what happened I was like why the kids and now I'm like now I'm busy and now I'm busy doing stuff for her and I'm like and like trying to you know look after my body and look after my mind look after my kid and and rest this knee and now I'm sick and trying to work and do this project and do the podcast like you think oh my god I've got so many things in my head I'm like when was the last time I tried to have a rest Mm. fuck I rest all the time I hate being busy hate it (laughs) okay so let's think about what if you don't have I mean, I'm hoping everybody has friends that are in healthcare or like friends that are their colleagues, but what if your friends don't work in healthcare? And what if they like, I feel like I said this in another, I said this in the episode we did with you, Hannah, like, you know, you, you miss out on 50% of your life when you're a nurse. I feel like you do when you work shift work. So I guess like, do you have any strategies on like how to connect with friends who might not understand what it's like to work in healthcare, especially? Yeah, absolutely. So I really think communication is key here. You know, when you check in with yourself, those who those friends are that will love and accept you for who you really are and try their best to understand what you're going through and 
really what you need if you explain it to them. First of all, let them know what it is really like to be a healthcare worker when you do see them next. And when they ask how you are, like really let them know and tell them. I think sometimes we hold back because we're like, oh, well, they won't understand, like, you know, and we don't want to kind of go into it, but just let them know so they can at least have the ability to try and understand. And I really believe that we have different people in our life for different reasons, right? To learn from, to grow with, to connect in with or experience particular things or different things. And sometimes, you know, we have people in our our life and we go through a chapter with them and then they will move out of our life and new people will come in. So we're, you know, cyclical, like we're attracting new people in and out all of the time. And I think that just communicating, but also Mm. letting them know that, sometimes you may feel too bloody tired to go out and do things with them and don't put unrealistic pressure and guilt on yourself within friendships too. And remember like when you look after you, you can actually give so much more in those friendships. But I just want to say that it's okay to cancel plans because you feel so emotionally drained from, you know, the double shift that you've just done and, You just need that time to settle down and be alone. And you have to do you at the end of the day, because if you go out and you try and pretend to be that bubbly, sparkly version of you when you're not feeling it, then you're not really honoring yourself when it's going to feel like a chore. And then you end up resenting the people that you have to show up like that around. So I think just being super transparent and honest and saying it how it is And I will also say if they don't understand or they don't want to try and understand, then that's on them. And it does come back to your boundaries on what you accept within a friendship. Absolutely. And I feel like some people don't recharge. So like socially, like socializing isn't, it's not the way I recharge. Like the way I recharge is like emotionally cleaning the house (laughs) and some people, you know, recharge that that's, you know, that is the way that some other people might, um, you know, that's the way that they sort of rest is to be around friends and have a few drinks or whatever it is. I guess um, I love when you say like, you do, you like do what works for you, do what you know. Hopefully we know ourselves well enough by this time to know what feels good and what makes us happy and like um, more like ourselves, I guess. Yeah, hundred percent. And I think, you know, some times and going through your nursing journey, like, you know, before you started nursing, you would have had a group of friends. And I know for me, like we used to go out every weekend. Then I started my nursing journey and it was like, well, I can't do that anymore. And I actually grew and was like, that's not something that fills me up anymore. And so I did, I did lose a lot of friends, but um, I also gained some amazing new ones. And so going back to that, like just being okay with, what's going on in your life and not trying to hold on to things that are not serving you. And it's funny because like, I'm still, I still have my core group of friends from before I was a nurse. And in those early days, same, like we were young and I would be like, I might not be able to come to hardly anything, but keep inviting me. (laughs) And if you know there's something big coming and you don't want me to miss out on it, let me know well in advance so I can get the time off. And, and, um, and it's funny how they might not have a clue what I do at, in my job, but they're still supportive 
of me. And like my friend will say to me, like she's a, a building estimator and she deals with like multi-million dollar builds and she has to estimate how much it's going to cost to build these things based on, I don't understand it. It's just like nursing. She couldn't, wouldn't have a clue. But she says, you know, like if I make a mistake and put a decimal point in the wrong spot, we might just lose a million bucks or lose the tender. And she's like, if you make a mistake and put a decimal point in the wrong spot, like you could kill someone. (laughs) I'm like, it's the stresses of the jobs are the same. Like she has a very stressful um, job and is, you know, there's lots of millions of dollars on the line and we have patients' lives, I guess, in our hands to be very dramatic, but the stresses are the same and I don't understand her job, but I can understand her when she says, you know, like I've got a tender due and it's taken me four weeks and I've, you know, got a hundred pages of numbers that to add up and like, I don't get it, but I'm, I just think it don't, you don't need to understand someone's job to be supportive of them. And if they're truly your friends, like you say, they'll just be supportive of you. And I feel like over here I'm very lucky because all my friends are nurses. So I can just blurt this shit <laughs> Is out. Is that luck though? Yeah. <laughs> but, like, you can call me. We can have a conversation. And I just already feel better because, like, when I talk to my husband yeah. about it, he's very understanding. But he's like, well, who can I call? Should I call the CEO? And, like, I'm like, no, you can't help me. Like, unless you know a nurse who's qualified in oncology, you can't help me. Like, I love it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard keeping friends around and um, especially, like, when you do shift think- work. But you've got to make an effort to even if you catch up with someone for a coffee or rather than a big night out or something like that. Mm. And I love what you said there, like to tell them, keep inviting me to things. Mm. Like I just might not be able to come, but keep inviting me. And I'm not saying no because really I don't want to come. Tell you yeah, exactly. Yeah. And if they really want you there, they'll tell you far enough in advance that you can get it off. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I love um, that you sent out a fire pit night invite for like, six four weeks away yeah made me really happy well I was like I need to do something we need to um yeah let's do it in a few weeks yeah and now a bit more about Nursely Nursely is a nurse-owned company on a mission to inspire nurses to prioritize self-care and ultimately shift the mindset of nurses to put themselves first Nursely is the first of its kind in Australia a chic brand solely dedicated to providing self-care products for nurses their compression socks are simple product that not only allows nurses to express themselves under a strict uniform code, but also provides a functional way for them to take care of themselves whilst they take care of their patients. And some of the benefits include improving circulation, aiding in preventing varicose veins, reducing leg fatigue and swelling after being on your feet for eight plus hours. There's heaps of fun designs such as unicorns, cactus, pineapples, rainbow hearts. And Nursely has given our listeners $10 off any of their pre-made bundle packs with the code HUMORIS10. Head to www.nurselystore.com. That's N-U-R-S-E-L-Y store.com. So obviously in COVID times and even now, I think, People are probably more lonely than they've ever been, um, you know, isolated and away from family. And and I think that's still carried on somewhat, um, even though we can all catch up more. But if you do feel alone, like what are some ways to connect with others, you know, in your community or, or in your workplace, I guess? Yeah, absolutely. So first of all, I'd say 
get off social media and put your phone away. And I know so many people say social media is great for connection, but there's also a lot of the opposite of that. And it does tend to like exacerbate those feelings of loneliness if that's what we're searching for on there is connection because it's actually really like we are as humans we all need connection like in-person connection so sometimes when we think we want to connect with people on the internet and we do that we don't actually get what we need deep down it can exacerbate how you're feeling Mm. we can like compare other people's friendships relationships whatever because you know we just see the highlighted version of everything all the time so I'd say put your phone well get off social media use your phone to call your favorite people and if they're around that's amazing um organize to see them in person and even if that is you know like you mentioned before just for a brief coffee catch-up or going for a walk or doing something that really lights you up and reach out to those people who you haven't seen in ages. I know sometimes it can feel like, oh, you know, maybe they don't want to see me because they haven't reached out. But honestly, I think everybody is just so busy and everyone's in their own life. You've got to remember that um, people are dealing with their own stuff that we don't always know about or see. So reach out and put yourself out there a little bit, get a bit outside your comfort zone. You could book in and go to an event by yourself, like a talk or, you know, a hobby event like candle making or a pottery class, even like just put yourself out there and do something that you haven't done before. And even like Instagram friends, ask them for a coffee. If they're like around you, like go and say, Oh my God, it would be amazing to catch up in real life because it would. And to be honest, I've met so many of my friends on Instagram, you know, when we were growing up, like my mum was like, don't talk to strangers on the internet. But now I'm like, yeah, I make so many friends on the internet, but then translating that into real life is so beautiful as well. And I think getting a community around you. So whether that is like, there's so many networking events now um, for women to make friends with. And, you know, there's nursing events happening now, which is amazing. So plug into those and really see where you can meet new people and really open up to the beautiful world around you and put your phone down and go be social sis. I love when you say go and do things like candle making or pottery or something because a couple of years ago I did (laughs) lots of those things so and I've got like one friend who I don't see a lot but I'm like hey, do you want to go to a ceramics class with me? Or do you want to go to this wreath making class with me? And I was like, do you want to do a cooking class? And like, we would just do all these random things together. Because And now you dance naked in the woods under the moonlight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it's so fun. Like, you know, and I made the most shittest little bowl in ceramics. And when I got it back, I just lost it because I was like, I honestly thought it was way better than that. And I was like, what the fuck is this? Like, <laughs> but it was fun. It was a fun night. We had the a big experience. Yeah. And we all sat around and a lady on the table made a cup with boobs on it and a little plate with a vulva in that. it. And she was like, <laughs> I was like, this is amazing. Yeah. It's fun. I like I yeah. that idea Beautiful. of doing like a little class. Like, I feel like I get a bit bogged down in commitment. Like I should do a course or I should, you know, and then you get, Mm. that's like pressure, but I love the idea of doing like a one-off thing. Yeah. I really want to do like a macrame, no, macrame, macrame, 
macrame. You know that macrame. 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 Yeah. I feel like macrame is the pretentious version of macrame. Yeah. I want to have all we used to do macrame long time ago. Just I just do one-off classes. Just go and and have a have a I crack at it. Yeah, it's fun. It's you good. know, I get obsessed with um, Netflix series, and now I want to go and learn how to blow glass and oh. paint body art. Yeah, <laughs> I can see you doing this. The glass blowing one is amazing. Like how fun! Would I that know. Be? I'm obsessed. I'm, Dangerous. I've watched, like, I've, anyway. <laughs> See, I, I can rest when I'm watching glass blowing documentaries. Docu, what are they called? Docu series. Um, well, no, it's not really. Reality yeah, show. yeah, that is a reality show. <laughs> I don't know. I find that um, I think as a society, like you say, like um, through even just through two humorous nurses Instagram, I feel like we've made friends in air quotes. Absolutely. Yeah, and like I, I feel like I'm like. Yeah, like I messaged Marinda the other day and I was just like, she's up in, in um, New South Wales and I was like, I'm coming for a road trip one weekend. I'm like coming, I'm going to hang out with you and your family. She's like, bring Amelia. And I was like, no way, <laughs> no, nah, I'm not doing that. You can take me to your freezing cold beach and like, yeah, I just, yeah, I was like, I, I really like want to just go hang really out feel with alone. her. <laughs> I feel like if people really feel alone, they can just connect with us because I'm always up at bloody... God knows what time last night was three times. Just connect with us. We love it. Connect yeah. with Hannah. Yeah, Do exactly. <laughs> <laughs> You'll make friends there too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I just feel like, I feel like now there really are so many communities and especially like the nursing events and stuff. Like I can't wait to go out and meet more people in, in that kind of context. Like I love meeting other nurses. I, it's, I just froth that shit. Even it's though so you fun. shit yourself beforehand, being so nervous about it. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's a um, note to self: be drunk before trying to. <laughs> no, I think it's no, been a really hard. Like, how long has it been since we spoke to you last? Like a year, maybe. Yeah, it's been more because it you guys. It was when I was pregnant, so it's been more. Mm. Than a year. And it's been like a long time coming. This check-in, we just couldn't quarter out coordinate ourselves at the end of last year even though we really wanted to do one before Christmas but I feel like we'll definitely get another one in before Christmas yeah I feel like we we all need to just look after ourselves and each other like I feel like taking the time to check in like Alicia ringing this afternoon even though we texted you know all day and I I just think it's important to take the time to ask your work friends and colleagues if they really are okay because a lot of people aren't at the moment and it's um it's been a long pandemic. <laughs> Do you remember in March when we were just locking down for two weeks just to flatten that curve? March 2020. <laughs> <laughs> Next minute. Oh my god. I remember I... thinking this could be over in a couple of months. It'll be fine. This could be over. We're an island. We'll be fine. Absolutely so. fine. <laughs> oh, uh, how naive we were. We were. But I feel like, you know what, when the pandemic is over, we're all going to have our priorities straight. We're all going to look back and go, nothing will ever be harder than the time during the pandemic. Like, I think, I think we're all going to, we're going to look back and go, oh, well, we've had, we've had the shit show and now the universe owes us. Yeah. Yeah. And we'll say to our grandkids, you, in my day, we were locked in our house for a year. (laughs) There was no toilet paper. (laughs) 
after Ollie was born, we had the earthquake. And then, oh. we, you know, and then, um, well, I mean, we're already in COVID. But then now she's got COVID. I'm going to say, you, you survived an earthquake and COVID all in your first yeah. year. Of <laughs> she's a survivor. Oh, my God. No, I feel like I feel like it, when it's over, we're all going to be really, I think we should all be really proud of how we've handled, handled mm. it all because it's been shit, really. And I feel, I really feel for those working in aged care at the moment, I feel like we should shout out to all of our aged care nurses doing their thing because we get an email on the weekly about, you know, a breakout here, a breakout there. Somebody messaged me, um, messaged us on the Instagram page saying that they work in ED in the respiratory like section of the ED. And one of the nursing homes has like 67, like local to them had 67 positives and they couldn't cope. Oh. So half of their residents are living in the ED and in the hospital there. Like they're just, cause they've got no staff, you know, just, oh it's incredible. I think when all this is over, we're going to look back and go, how the fuck did we do that? It's mm. certainly building that resilience and that strength and really showing people what they're truly capable of dealing with all of this. Yeah. And I if one if more person says to- you're a nurse, you signed up for this shit. Oh. not a pandemic who even says that i didn't uh, sign up for a pandemic i think people did initially yeah i think there was yeah. that expectation of why are you whinging like don't you like to look after sick people it's no free mm, coffees for us anymore yeah, yeah. <laughs> no i know <laughs> Defo. yeah no i think if we all keep like taking heeding your advice and your wise words hannah and checking in with ourselves and and making sure that we're making you know, positive choices for ourselves, like setting those boundaries and making sure we're not taking on more than what we can handle, then then we will make it through. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. I mean, as always, you have such amazing advice. And um, I always leave our conversations just feeling so refreshed and feeling like, like we've got this. Like, yeah. <laughs> so good. Oh, I'm <laughs> Thank you so much for chatting with us tonight. Thank you for having me again. Make sure you check in with your colleagues and friends because you just never know what everyone's going through at the moment. You can check out Hannah's socials at The Breakthrough Nurse on Instagram Mm. and Facebook. Make sure you follow us, Two Humorous Nurses Podcast. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast on whatever platform you listen to us on. And you can send your stories and feedback to our email, humorousnurses at gmail. That's humorous like the bone, H-U-M-E-R-U-S. Bye. Bye. Bye.